You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. And uh, we got some news this week to go over, maybe a little bit of reviews. So before we dive into that, let's talk to Rob and see what he's been up to. Hey, guys. Uh, missed out on the show last week. Uh, hope you all had a good time. Are you feeling better? Yeah, definitely. Um, last week, I was certainly uh, down a little bit. There was something going around. The whole fam was sick. Uh, not much I could do, but uh, watch as the uh, podcast went on without me. So yeah, definitely missed you guys, and I'm happy back this week. Nice. Um, happy you're here. It, yeah, yeah. In the meantime, I've been playing some uh, Tomb Raider, uh, having a good time with that. And I've got a review for you guys a little bit later on in the show. Nice. Ooh. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, Is that uh, on the Xbox well, Xbox um, or a PC? Xbox. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. He got the X, the you know, X. top tier. How about you, yeah. So I've been playing that game that everybody loves, Destiny 2 Forsaken. Oh, oh that wasn't the one I was going to guess. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. um, I've been playing a lot of that, really, because that, that grind is still there. Um, I'm, I'm up to raid ready, and nice. I'll be, I, I think I'll be leading a raid this week. So we'll see how I do. And then I can give some someone a review next week if I even get through it. But um, I got a, a gun that basically has revitalized my love for this game. And, and that's what exotic, like when you get an exotic, you, you try it out and you're like, this is just amazing. So if anyone out there doesn't have this gun, Ace of Spades, go get it because it'll just it'll just change your your whole entire perspective. I feel like you have to listen cannons. to the, the song while I use that gun all the time. You do. Actually, you have to. Yeah, it's great. It's a requirement. So, a lot, a lot of Destiny 2. I want to get back into playing more Switch, so I, I ordered Mar- Super Mario Party. Yeah, I'll talk about mm, that a little bit. Okay. And uh, it'll be fun with the family, I think. Nice. Just wait and waiting for that. Yeah, we'll see. Cool, cool. Well, um, I've dipped my toes into the little bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, put my little, my little big toe into the... When you say dip your toes, it's yeah. not like dipping your toes into the entire ocean of the entire world <laughs> because yeah, it's my god, big, that big. game looks gigantic. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it it really is. Um, the map is surprisingly very large. Uh, there's a lot of water, and uh, I'm very intimidated about it. I definitely don't think I'm gonna finish before uh, before Red Dead comes out. So, see, that was the problem. That's why I didn't pre-order it. <laughs> yep. I can't take those kind of challenges, those kind of risks. But I'm gonna play it and enjoy it just as, just as I would anything else. And I also tried a little bit of Mario Party, and I'll talk about that some. And uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll dive right into it and start talking about things. So on yes. the last episode, we talked about how Telltale was going under; they went bankrupt. Uh, they were canceling the last season of The Walking Dead. But good news, fans of The Walking Dead. Uh, Skybound Games, which is actually the company owned by what is it? Is his name Kirkman? Yep, Robert Kirkman. Robert Kirkman. Um, the writer makes awesome Dead. comics. Yep, he's uh, obviously the Walking Dead guy, but as uh, also makes another series called Invincible that if you haven't checked out, uh, would be good to take a look at. It's yeah. really fun. So Skybound Game, his company actually got into a deal with Telltale to finish the last season of The Walking Dead. So nice. Well, they nice. should also make the next season of Batman and uh, <laughs> the next uh, Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us, and, right. Yeah, right. Depending how else. things go, they might. Uh, from what I understand, they're actually, I think, bringing on a couple of the devs from Telltale to finish it up. And uh, I guess maybe if 
you know, it sells well enough and does well enough that maybe Skybound games will bring, bring them on. I don't know. I hope so. Those Telltale games are some of my favorite games out there. I would I would love to see them, you know, live on. Maybe not necessarily under Telltale, but uh, just the spirit of it. Like those kind of yeah. adventures, you just don't see them anymore. And they, the games are different now because of them. Yeah, so. they're they're kind of like the, uh, I guess the, uh, the follow up to the uh, point and click series that used to be yep. around back in the day. Well, the choices, right? Yeah. You never really saw choices the like feels that. bad man games. choices. Oh. Yeah, there's, <laughs> and there's a lot of those. Yeah, Clem will remember um, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know. I know those these devs are so talented as well. Having that name on their resume, they'll they'll find jobs. They'll find jobs. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, I'm hopefully thinking good good things turn out for that. Um, mm-hmm. Again, Civ Six was out for the iPad not too long ago, but it has actually finally made its way over to your iPhone. So if you really hate your iPhone battery, you just want to kill it as fast as you can i suggest downloading civ 6 and giving that a shot when you say download is it paid for obviously uh, I, think um, yeah. I think the full unlock is like 25 25 for the full game That's which is hefty for an iphone app it is oh yeah hefty, but it is the entire civ 6 experience you would experience on pc mm-hmm. on your phone on your which phone. is much much smaller <laughs> uh from what i understand even if it's plugged into a power bank or into the wall uh, your battery will still drain. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that uh, that game made my like. I remember when I got like my first like i seven. So this mm. is going back a little while. I think it was like Civ five. I was like, oh yeah, let me try and like see like how quickly I'll like grind through the things. It still made my computer like go to a crawl. They're hefty, like, man. Civ just <laughs> yeah, it computes. Yeah, that game computes. So. Uh, I think I think I read somewhere that someone did like fifty turns and it used like twenty percent of the battery or something. That's that's a lot. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, it is a good time killer. I'll give it that. It's kind right. of a kind of a good you know good type of game on your phone. Yeah, um, no complaints here. I love Civ. Mm-hmm. I used to play Revolutions on the phone, uh, much more yeah. watered down, but uh, I think it was maybe a little more appropriate mobile, yeah, for that type of friendly. format. So yeah. I guess time will tell, but. That's how I would like, like to play it on like a large format iPad. I feel like that would be like the perfect way to play. Oh, yeah, it. Like the That's big, the whole the reason iPad, I bought a Microsoft Surface. The big iPad Pro or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be that'd be pretty pretty crazy. Speaking of other crazy things, Borderlands Three uh, is reported. Reports coming out. Speculations, rumors. That it's actually mm-hmm. going to release next year. Who? Who said this? Bunch I want of, to know. I don't know what the exact source is. I just know everybody's kind of reporting on it. Okay. It was 2K right. Games said it. Did they? Well, no, not really. It was so there was an announcement that a high-profile game that everyone is anticipating will be released next year, and people have connected the dots to uh, say that that was Borderlands Three. 2K20 is what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, TV. so let's put it in perspective: Anthem, Division Two, Borderlands mm-hmm. Three in one year. There it's goes a, my life. It's a hefty I'm year. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. Borderlands 3 goes to the top of that list. I'm Overall. also hearing things that Cyberpunk will be out next year, too. Then it has just <laughs> dropped to number two. <laughs> so, yeah, if all these games come out next year, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The, uh, Nintendo better wow. step it up somehow. I don't know how. But. Yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, we got Luigi's Mansion, Animal Crossing. I mean, Nintendo's not lacking. They just don't really have anything big. They've already got their two big titles already. But who knows? We'll see. 2019 is shaping up to be in a pretty exciting year. 
And hopefully, with all these releases coming out in 2019, we'll finally see crossplay between all platforms because Sony has finally opened up the floodgates for the Fortnite players to be released to the all the other you know the other cross-form platforms you can play on. So has as news come out since I know it was last week that they actually said it was in beta. Now are you saying this is now a full release? From what I understand, yeah, it's out there. Everybody, okay. if you're on PS4, you can go play with somebody else somewhere. All right, so I thought that was like that. That's that's basically saying Sony's saying they're opening up Fortnite. That's a beta test. Like they're not actually saying we're not opening them up everything. Right. As of yet. Right. So just what I would, my, yeah. My questions are like, what's next? As long because if they can keep that that going, they're gonna get more trust from all of the other you know gamers out there saying that they're actually going to open it up because opening up for one game, that's fine. But Sony has said all these things before, right? Well, it it really it's is a pretty dramatic change, though. Like, it think is. about this. It is. There was there was a walled garden in which you played with your PlayStation friends and mm-hmm. no one else. There was another walled garden that Xbox had, and you know, just Xbox fo- folks. And then somehow, like in the past year, it was like, oh yeah, we can play cross platform, so we're just going to go ahead and do it. And Sony's the only one that's been holding out. Mm-hmm. All the other ones seem to to take it on. I, I feel like even though that should be the new norm, it's still kind of a big change. It is. You know? And kind of shame on Sony for holding back, but at the same time, they really only held back for like a year. You know? I'm not going to give them too much crap for it because it is the worst kind of change for a corporation, and Andrew will know this, is not so much a technical change, but a policy change. And a political change or a policy change for an organization is like one of the hardest things because that's got to be you got to convince people like all the way up the chain that, hey, it's okay for us to do things different now. And doing things different is scary and makes people upset. I was giving them a little bit a little bit of crap because of them turning the Fortnite down when it originally was open by mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so then they said no that's not going to happen and everyone else is like why not so they kept questioning that and now they kind of turned around on it so I mean, they kind of the had to yeah so the next question is like make make rocket league that's obvious mm-hmm. very obvious and then over make, then get overwatch and siege on there you know that then that would basically overturn like anything you know bad against sony in my opinion so We'll well, go from there. We had games like uh, we have Fallout seventy six coming out this month, and uh, mm-hmm. we've had, we've had Todd come out and say that they wanted to do crossplay, but on Sony said they didn't want to do it, so they didn't really haven't really enabled it for anything else. Do you think that maybe we'll see games like Fallout or Destiny or Anthem into the future? Maybe have it depends on how popular Fallout seventy six gets. I I don't know how popular it's gonna be because it's not a real Fallout mm-hmm. release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that sounds kind of rough, but we'll have to see how the you know number one check the reviews on it. Mm-hmm. If it comes out high, gets a lot of uh, a lot of players, then yeah, that could be one of those things like a Rocket League or like a Fortnite that makes people do it. But it's hard to say, you know, uh, games that are projected to come out, there'll be a lot of discussions and people like kind of stomping for it. But who knows until it actually comes out and people are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play this all the time, right? I think, me personally, I think it should be crossplay should be a staple for everything. But mm-hmm. we'll see how things go forward. Um, yeah. So what's this, what's up with Xbox? We talk about PlayStation <laughs> a little bit. Tell, tell me about what's going on with Xbox. 
Xbox is adding keyboard and mouse support. Mm -hmm. Nice. After they've, I believe, stated a long time ago that they were never going to do this. So with you know with the keyboard and mouse support of course they're going to have a partnership with Razer right well, of, course of course they're going to have of course yeah, so um what Microsoft is planning to do is share this uh this release and of course their new Razer partnership uh during an Xbox inside company stream or sorry Xbox stream on November 10th so we'll see more about that but uh, a quote from from um so Jason Reynolds says mouse and keyboard input is not enabled by default for games. So it means like the programmers have to program for it. So right. each development team knows that their titles know their, knows their titles best and we support them in creating the right experience for their games as they see fit uh, to ensure optimal and fair gaming experiences because you're you're putting mouse and keyboard support on a console where it was originally just made for controllers. So stuff like Overwatch, Siege, those kinds of things will get you know, <laughs> they'll, they'll get a little bit more competitive, right? If you right. have mouse keyboard support. That's true. And that's only if they support it. So we'll see We'll see where they take it from there. And of course, November 10th, we'll see uh, the new Razer, I guess, mouse and keyboard for the Xbox Xbox One. It's cool to see the, the lines <laughs> blur between Xbox and PC. Like, it's almost... Xbox is almost just a PC, like a prepackaged PC gaming machine. Or like a terminal, yeah, or something, yeah. yeah. Well, that was always the conceit with it. Back when the, the original Xbox launched in, you know, 2001, it was, it's got a hard drive like a PC, it's got a discrete graphics card like a PC, you know, it's got a, um, you know, process, like a Intel processor like a PC. There was all sorts of parallels there that it was going to be very easy to develop for just not only PC and Xbox, but, you know, at the same time, so... Mm -hmm. um i think it's they're kind of coming back around to that mm -hmm. they realize that that performance they put out with the xbox one and and truthfully the ps4 original too was just kind of shameful you know that really wasn't good enough quality for a next gen Point. yeah yeah I for know. a next gen to last 10 years right. it was outdated in two years mm -hmm. i agree i agree yeah stuff. but uh yeah it, I'll be interested to see how people take this keyboard and mouse thing going forward because it does. There's a different level of you know of play compared to controllers and aim assist and that kind of thing. Absolutely right. Um, something to look into or watch out for is that uh, the author of the Witcher series is actually demanding <laughs> payment from CD Projekt. Uh, I think it's just CD Projekt. I think Red's is the division of CD yeah. Projekt, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He he's brought this up a couple times. Um, you know, this has happened pretty much with every major release that they've had where, okay, Andres Sapkowski doesn't feel like he's getting the, you know, the proper payment for the, you know, for what he's provided, I guess. You know, they've got a contract with him. I'm sure they've worked it out to, okay, this is what you get paid for making this kind of game. And this is what your royalties look like. And he he's known to have... I wouldn't say money troubles, but just he's been known to raise a lot of issues about these contracts and putting it out there that he's not been treated fairly. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like he's probably way better off now financially than he was before oh, because definitely. these books were only in Polish uh, prior to The Witcher 1 coming out, and they only got translated really because of the popularity of the game. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he's... Maybe he is due some extra money or whatever, but I would say his the popularity of The Witcher would not be anywhere without those games. 
from what yeah. I've read, it's that uh, whenever they first first approached and they wanted to sign this royalty thing, and he just like told them no and just wanted like a one big payout, and that's what he mm-hmm. took. And now he's yeah. wanting more. <laughs> the original payout. yeah, originally he got like a hundred thousand or something. It was like oh great, and then yeah. they became a you know phenomenon. But uh, kind of coming off of that is that the CD Projekt Red, the Red, the division of CD Projekt, actually established a partnership with Digital Scape uh, to work, you know, work on some things with games. And uh, Digital Scape is actually, uh, according to their LinkedIn profile, they're multiplayer specialist. Um, they worked on Dying Light. Uh, they had a little bit of stuff with Dead Island, and a couple of their developers are actually former Bioware veterans. So, okay, so. A partnership with Digital Scape, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 27 is coming out, mm-hmm. multiplayer specialists. Mm-hmm. Are we thinking multiplayer for this game? It's possible. I don't know. That it, would prolong the game, it could, right? It, well, they could pull a whole Red Dead thing where they release the, you know, the single player thing and then come down the road with, here's Cyberpunk yeah. online. They can yeah. totally do that. They're still releasing stuff for The Witcher. Yeah. They I actually mean, have it, a... That uh, was it the, the new card game expansion that came out? Yep, they have a story-based card game expansion RPG coming out. Yeah, that I don't know that they're even charging for. Oh. They're just like, here's more game for you since you guys seem to like the last one we made. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I forget what that one's called, but it uh, seems kind of interesting. Gwent. It's it's Gwent, but it's the it's the queen of somewhere, and she mm. was um, it, it's like a historical telling of a battle. Okay. Um, from Witcher's past, that's come up in some of the games, but um, I'll be looking into it. But I was—I never got into Gwent right. in terms of like outside of the main game, so um, I'm not really all the way up on it. But they keep supporting it, yeah, and that's important because lots of games, you know, are put out oh, there. They're like, yeah. "Hey, this is so awesome," and then you yeah. know, it just kind of dies off. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I didn't hear you. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> you, can, the next you, can, you can just guess. Uh, but something else yeah. has had the uh, the kind of I guess the news the news wheels turning this week in the game industry was mm-hmm. uh, someone leaked a Harry Potter RPG trailer. Like not not something. It was just straight up a trailer that was supposed to be released at a later time that was just put out there in the world for everybody to watch. I personally didn't see it. I think Andrew said he's seen a little bit of it. I've seen a little bit of it. It yeah. looks really cool, actually. It it's um, you know, your third person uh, RPG. Like you get to create your character. Yeah. They Open they actually world. showed the creation of your character, and it looks older. Like uh, they said fifth year. Like, yeah, fifth year coming in. Or yeah, fifth year coming in, and you're unlocking some some secret powers, and you're in Hogwarts, like some um, trying to figure it all out, uh, and save the Wizarding World, right? Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, it, I, I saw a lot of magic, you know, obviously, but like it, traversing like um, spaces or or even destroying destroying uh, like all obstacles and stuff. It's it's really cool. It looks it looks really cool. Yeah. And now, what else? Uh, what else came out of it though? Like, the... uh, well, it's actually uh, you know, it says open world. Like I said, um, they it was rumored for a little bit. People are talking about maybe it was being made by Rocksteady, which is of course the Arkham, the Arkham guys. But uh, that mm-hmm. was actually turned down, and no, that's not happening. It's actually uh, in development by Avalanche, which uh, seems to be the creators of Disney Infinity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I, and I, and one other very very important game gosh, that Avalanche? you should. I'm not sure yeah. off the top of my head. 
um, Mad Max. Oh yeah. No, no, so there's there's a different there's Avalanche Studios and Avalanche. There's there's two studios. Oh yeah. So this one's like called Avalanche Studios, which is the one I think. Yeah. Well, Avalanche, Avalanche Studios. Mad is Max Mad was Max. under Warner Brothers. They were. That, yeah. That would be right. the same people then, because Warner Brothers is actually doing the Harry Potter. They also made The Hunter, Call of the Wild, uh, Just Cause Three. Maybe we're getting our avalanches mixed up here. Could be, but that yeah, it is Avalanche Studios. But if if Warner Avalanche Brothers software. somehow Avalanche Warner, software is the one we're so talking Warner about. Warner Brothers has two development houses called Avalanche. Hmm. One being called Avalanche Studios and one called Avalanche Software. That seems crazy talk. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, we don't we don't know, but <laughs> anyway. it's, it's still speculation. I like to think that. Way. It's going to incorporate a lot of the Mad Max elements into your Harry Potter. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to take our broomsticks. We're going to pimp out our broomsticks and uh, ran into bucket. No, <laughs> that's a great game, by the way. Mad Max, is fantastic fun. game. But uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've personally been waiting for a, a Harry Potter game like of this magnitude, and that seems like a cool way to do it. So we'll see if, if it you know mm-hmm. turns out to be what everybody's kind of been waiting for. Now. For a game that everybody's been waiting for for years and this never came out. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about some WoW classic rumors, uh, mm. or they could be actual leaks. Call it Vanilla WoW is the yeah for some official for some name. People, it's for actually it. Vanilla WoW. Yeah, so this is the uh, we talked a little bit last week about the demo being uh, available to people with BlizzCon, uh, the virtual BlizzCon tickets and everything. It's going to be playable on the show for. But uh, I've actually read a couple things from the people that predicted or not really predicted, or said that the demo will be included with BlizzCon tickets. So it seems kind of reliable a little bit because they were kind of spot on with what's already come out before. Um, but some of the things they talked about is that the sub for it is going to be included into your retail sub. So if you pay for WoW currently, uh, Classic WoW is included in that. Or you okay. can just do Classic WoW by itself at a cheaper rate than the standard WoW. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that's okay. Uh, some things people have been concerned about. It will have the older character models, but spells, uh, the overall graphics will be better, but it's still using older character models and, I guess, enemy models. With so WoW remastered. Effects. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah, Yeah, there's going to be eight servers per region, and there's like four PvP, like uh, two PvE, and then one RP PvP, and one RP PvE. So not a whole lot of servers, because... You know, I think they've been I through think, this before with a lot of I think of people forgot what a corpse run looked like. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to get reintroduced. Like, the quality of life stuff isn't going to be there anymore. There's a lot of quality of life. Yeah, there is now. Yeah, that's what I mean. There is now that wasn't in the game then. Yeah, so I wonder how many people are going to, like, love the... Now, but it was the nostalgia, grindier. though, man. There's a lot and of the grind. To be honest, the grind was there under Vanilla. Yeah. That wasn't necessarily there now so the weapon leveling grind there's a, yeah. there's so much yeah sure <laughs> but i'm t- they're gonna they're actually going there's actually a uh, they've actually bl- uh, released the blizzcon panel schedule with all the different what's going to be there uh one of the panels is actually a classic like, system talk where they talk about all the different systems and stuff they're going to be using for classic so we'll talk we'll you know we'll have more information about it in less than a month so we'll talk about and it. your blizzcon yeah, yeah i told us about that too yeah. nice cool and, uh, yeah, we're according to this leak. It is a uh, we're looking actually at an April or June of next year release. That's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, it would no be another year out. Yeah, 
Yeah, normally you would have this thing talked about. Maybe like Gamescom's done. So what's yeah. the BlizzCon's next? And that's less than a month. So, but they're not good. Well, they, they'll they'll okay. talk a lot about it at BlizzCon. I'm sure. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah save it for BlizzCon. Yeah. Um, and another big thing people have been asking about if it'll have Battle.net because Battle.net really wasn't a thing back then. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, it'll be limited into the classic game, and uh, it'll be even even more limited, even extremely limited in PvP scenarios. Sure. So. Now, I mean, did they really say like how vanilla it's going to get? Is it going to be like pre? Um... From what I heard, it's supposed to be patch one point uh, one point twelve or something like that, or one point eleven. Oh, so definitely before the Burning Crusade. It's then. like the last major patch before the pre-patch for Burning Crusade. Okay, um, but they haven't said if all the raids will be there. If they're going to stagnate, release. I wonder if Captain Placeholder will still be there. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think they'll have all of the quality of life that was implemented before Burning Crusade put in. So I don't think it'll yeah. be day Hopefully, one because while. that was like that was like a couple of years of improvement that was yeah to be honest really needed because 1.0 release was was rough. Yeah, yeah, it was a like, I, definitely a different game. I just I just <laughs> yeah. can't wait for the Leroy Jenkins remixes. I just really can't. It'd be mm. great to see. There's a lot of things, a lot of. A lot of things is playing playing off. I don't know. I feel like you could still go relive a lot of that stuff. It, it's kind of tough to think that like Blackrock Depths was like such a like terrible place to be, and like oh no, everyone's gonna wipe it now. You could like solo it. It, it you know it's but it's so rough to see. That's the whole fun of it. That that was a that was a like raid in itself. Yeah, it that that was like people. You need to be on point for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's long. Oh man, I can't wait. All right. Tell me, cool. uh, so someone else tell us some news here real fast. Sure. Um so I was just digging through my uh, news feed and uh Guerrilla Games, uh you know, makers of uh some small indie games on PlayStation like uh Horizon Zero Dawn, Killzone. Um yeah, Killzone. They yeah, I mean some of the smaller ones, right? Mm-hmm. Really small, um, really small. They have hired some multiplayer devs from the Rainbow Six Siege uh team. Uh, for an unannounced upcoming game, um, <laughs> on their LinkedIn profile it says "Secret Game is Secret," <laughs> <laughs> so they're definitely not letting any spoilers get out right now. But they have hired uh, some people from arguably one of the most played multiplayer competitive games there is right now. Yeah. So you might see a Killzone with some Rainbow Six Siege uh, mixed in, or maybe even better some horizon zero done uh with some uh, <laughs> that would be interesting. rainbow six siege which that i would, would love to see um but either way it's good to see they, they've never really brought in you know that kind of talent i don't think so um interesting little blurb and uh you know i'll be watching it i'm a big fan of theirs ever since playing horizon zero dawn was not a kill zone guy but uh horizon zero dawn's probably oh, yeah. one of my best games like same. ever same cool yeah Andrew? we'll see what do yeah. you got? You got a bunch so, of random notes here. No, this is a this is the last bit of news, I believe. And I thought it was pretty big considering that Google is now stepping into the gaming stream uh sorry, uh streaming games mm-hmm. um area and they call it Google's Project Stream. Wait, mm-hmm. wasn't so, that uh wasn't that actually called YouTube gaming? No, no, no. This is different. <laughs> we're talking we're talking <laughs> oh, about we're talking about streaming a game. Oh, so you're talking just about like, like just like PlayStation Now or maybe back then if you guys 
Okay. I think it was, uh, yeah, some other companies have done it before. So online, but you're streaming what you're isn't talking about. Online, online, that's a good one, yes. Cloud, so, yeah. cloud gaming. Cloud gaming, yeah. So it, this is this is uh, a technical test, and mm-hmm. in uh, in streaming actual AAA games and to to like a Chrome browser, and uh, it stated it started with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, free for testers right now as long as you sign up, right? So. Obviously, the minimum uh, connection to play is 25 megabits per second. And that's like on a good, of course, for smooth gameplay on a laptop or desktop with Chrome installed. And, you know, to sign up for this test pool, you just need to live in the US, be 17, and it's entirely free. Um, but take note that, you know, the test runs lasts until January 15th, and then you'll lose those achievements So for, for this Assassin's Creed Odyssey game. So... They've ta- they've taken game streaming to the next level because Google's taking it over, and hopefully, like people will start, I don't know, following suit and maybe getting co- our connection speeds up to par with yeah. something like this because mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna, it's, gonna, it. it's gonna take a lot, right? It's gonna yeah. take a lot of of connection and twenty five megabits. That's probably still top tier for like uh, you know in, in, the US. in the US or yeah. even the, probably really top tier for the world. Right, but, uh, right. Because right. because this is being played in Chrome, you're gonna need at least 32 gigs of RAM, at a minimum. At a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I, what I'm looking forward to this, and I bought this news up is is like it, they're getting in beta test. They're they I I read the article about streaming Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it said mm-hmm. it is is doing very well over over this internet over like a hard a hardwired connection at 100 megabits, which you know I have. So that's that's something to think about. So if that's they start exciting. releasing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like imagine like just opening up your your phone saying Chrome cast it cast my stream to my TV if using a Chromecast. There, I'm gonna I'm gonna play some games or something. Sure. That's just in the future, but I can see that happening. What if you said XCloud stream some games to my TV? I don't know what was that about. You'd probably have to say Cortana scream <laughs> yeah. stream some games to my uh, my third party provider. <laughs> Um, what I'm referring to, of course, is the news I dropped today about the xCloud. Familiar with that? No. What's up? Xbox has announced their own streaming service um, in which they're going to allow you to play Xbox games anywhere on anything. Uh, phone, tablet, other play- other consoles would be fantastic. <laughs> but- <laughs> I love playing Gears of War on my PlayStation. I want to install it on my Wii U. That'd be pretty great. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Google's not alone with this, uh, Xbox is, uh, going to be doing their streaming stuff too. Ooh. Um, yeah, so it's called right now, unfortunately named X cloud. <laughs> um, so we'll have to see what that actually means in the future. Uh, but Microsoft is right there, uh, hot on the heels of Google. And, uh, you know, when you, when you talk games, you know, Google is not the first, company that jumps no. in your mind as far as like who's really got the experience there um this might be the game changer that xbox needs to be able to compete because it's definitely not their first place uh, their first uh party games that are gonna yeah. you know carry them over playstation so right they're, they're just going to make it that much easier to play an xbox game regardless of what you have in terms of hardware or have to make it so easy that it'd be dumb not to buy it exactly <laughs> i mean that's, that's that goes along with their next system uh, ideas is one yeah. terminal which is like a light tier and then mm-hmm. your hardcore terminal or whatever, which mm-hmm. is like your basic Xbox. So yeah, yep. they're, 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 build, they're building toward that. Yeah. And uh, with the X cloud, you'll have to play it through uh, internet Explorer. 
So that would yes. be even worse. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Microsoft Edge. Edge. Thank excuse you very me, much. Edge. I'm Edge. so sorry. Edge. Don't worry. We'll Skype about it later. Oh, yeah. We'll Skype about it. But, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll message you over LinkedIn. And, we'll, <laughs> and then we'll we'll link about it. Uh, and our uh, our Microsoft Word document. Oh, right. On our 365 yes. Word Office doc. 365. Okay. Oh. Get us out of this hell. Anyway, <laughs> on to reviewing some hub. things. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have like in-depth review for any of these games because I got really short periods with each one of them. But uh, I'll give it like a kind of get an intro into it, and then I'll talk about a good review later. But I played some Super Mario Party, uh, me and my wife. So it was two players, and it's a, you know it's a four it's a four player game. So we had two computers playing against. Um, I liked it because I'm a big fan of the original Mario Parties where you had a board and you rolled dice and you ran around the board individually. Mm-hmm. Um, as of as of the last couple iterations of Mario Party, they went to the uh, what I call the cart style or the uh, I don't know with the car where everybody gets into one yeah, vehicle gets in there. and goes around the board at the same time, and I wasn't a fan of that. Um, because it kind of took away the competition. Because back in the day, it was kind of like I'm the furthest on the board, I'm getting you know toward the stars faster. But you know, this has gone back a little bit. Uh, I played on one of the maps. It's a very small map. It's the very first map. I think they get larger as you go on. But uh, yeah, it was very cool, very interesting. It reminds me of a lot of the original games. Um, the mini game system was a little bit different. Instead of landing on a you know a tile and mini games come up, it was like after everybody goes, a mini game pops up and you go again hmm. and mini game pops up, and it was kind of random if it was going to be a four v one or a two v two and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I liked it. the The boards overall are a lot smaller than the other games, but at the same time, the dice rolls are a whole lot smaller. So instead of rolling like you know fives all the time, and then barely going around the board, you roll like a two. And, you know, you, you still kind of get that same distance because the board is a lot smaller. That's uh, good. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of ramness in the last one. I had a lot of fun playing with it. Uh, you know, we, we would have a few folks over and, and like, share on the, um, you know, share and play on that. And it was it was fun. But, yeah, like, you, you would have someone get out, like, so far ahead. Yeah. And there'd be no way to catch back up unless you just had bad luck. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'd have someone with such bad luck to be at the beginning the whole game. Yeah, and there was no uh, way for them to catch up. This, I think, it brings back the original too, where you can steal stars yep, from Boo. You can, you can steal stars, and, and at the very end, you you don't know if you're gonna win or not you because get you get rated. Stars. You get bonus stars, yep, and that's that's what made Mario Party amazing, in my opinion. It doesn't happen until the end, you know. Yeah, there's so a lot, of, there's a lot of things that can happen at the end. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty. There's actually uh, our one of the CPUs is in last place the whole time, and then at the end, he like. Kind of like snuck up the second place, and we're like, "Oh my god, I swear, if this, <laughs> if this computer wins, I can't wait for that feeling again." That's a good feeling. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about the smaller board because I'm kind of a fan of the bigger board. But I'm not, more the more I think about it, it, there's more impactful things on the board instead of having to just a bunch of coin spaces. So cool. Yeah, I'm looking cool. forward to it. Lots of fun. I'm gonna play a little bit more, play a bit different because there is different modes. There's like a cla- there's the what we played was what they considered Mario Party mode. But I think there is still a cart style couple boards on that game as well as as well as just playing mini games by themselves. Okay, so we'll check. I'll check it all out and get back to you later on that one. And then the next game I wanna jump into a little bit we've talked about was uh, Assassin's Creed, a game mm. that Rob is probably still burnt out on. <laughs> I'm already, I was burnt out just watching a Twitch stream on it. Yeah. So this game is is 
very similar to Origins. Um, I noticed a lot of the same graphics. Yeah, it all play. I, I would say the graphics but look the, a little bit better. Well, they're using some of the same. I mean, you can't go from one year to the next and right. not reuse some of the same. That said, being said, stuff. it looks like such an incredible game. Like mm-hmm. nothing about it makes me look or makes me think that it's a um, a game that I won't pick up on a Black mm-hmm. Friday sale. Um, I just. Man, it took so much of my right. time to play through that game. It was like eight months before I finally finished that game. <laughs> yeah, you know, just playing off and on. So I gotta wait till I got some more downtime. Yeah, it's probably it was, the last one was probably about sixty hours, and I, I I could say this one's also probably about sixty hours. Mm. That's so. good for an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, just put that way. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, was a I don't play like you guys though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't play like you guys. I go back and I finish everything before I go into the next place. That's, crazy. Oh, that's, that's it what I killed me to like speed run through the last like ten hours of mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Origins because I I was seriously doing every mission, every like unlockable in each place. I, I might have 200 hours in Origins. Really? Ooh. I mean, I I yeah, I'll put easily. 60 in, I put 60 into it and I'm I'm at 100% on it. I did all the stuff into it. Um But anyway, uh if you like Origins, you'll you'll definitely like this game. It's the you know, same engine, a lot of the same assets. They've improved on a lot of things. It's definitely more polished. Still some bugs. It's still a Ubisoft game. Mm-hmm. I've already encountered a bug where I can't, I can't complete a side quest, which is pretty annoying. Um some of the cool things I have to know is that instead of having a big talent tree like you had in the last one, it's ability focused. So you get the ability points and then you can only have like eight abilities at a time. So you have to pick and choose which abilities you have in a loadout. Um, one of the big ones is bows. They've changed how the bows play out. So in the last game, there's like probably four or five different bow types. Yeah. What? A- mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of different bow types, but what about the crafting? Like, did you have to... I, you still have to steal not, as much? Uh, you still have to get the resources for like your boat and for in this game it's engraving instead of instead of like upgrading each piece individually, you mm-hmm. like do like a an enchant or an engrave on your armor for a bonus. And that's where you spend your resources instead okay. of just by customizing of, the armor you do have already. Right. Okay. Interesting. Because yeah, in the in the other one you kept upgrading your armor and you kept adding on more things. Right. Um, what one thing as an Assassin's Creed player to another, um, you know, growing up on the originals, I really liked the fact that it was somewhat historical in nature. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a stream, and I noticed that you have to fight Medusa, which I don't think ever really happened in history. <laughs> right. <laughs> How does it feel to be a little more on the mythology side as opposed yeah, to? I haven't really historical. I haven't really got that much into it. For I'm at right now, it's still quote-unquote historical okay um i mean yeah spoilers rob gosh gosh but it is still (laughs) focused on i don't care (laughs) (laughs) it's still kind of i would say i don't know kind of odd well but when you play a game like this in this kind of setting it's nice you know maybe still have that mythical side because i think it'd probably be pretty boring just to be you know historically accurate Maybe I don't know. It could be like three hundred, like all the way through, right? Yeah, like that was it fun. Be. It could be. There's a lot of the. There's a lot of the three hundred elements in this game as well. Sure, they, they, <laughs> I just, saw the they just run out of ideas though with Assassin's Creed. They made so many games. They got to do something different. And I'm thinking this is, this is this is the way to go. You know, it's just just go crazy with you it. Know, if, right? if you did play Origins, you would notice that there was actually some 
not uh, what was someone would consider non-historical moments as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the fighting the snake and stuff, but yeah. that was kind of like a hallucination. Yeah. Whereas I don't think that this one necessarily is. Like you don't yeah. fight the undead in Origins, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't know. I think I haven't got that far into it yet, so we'll see. I'll talk about more about that later when I do a more in-depth review. All right. Uh, the combat is definitely different. It's not like it was in the last one. It's a little, little different. It feels nice. Um. But yeah, like I said, I'll start. I just start into it. I'll review it a little bit later. I'm about five mm. hours in, so it's only about ten percent. Mm. Um, I just kind of finished the intro island, which was really fun and really cool. And uh, just putting a stat out there uh, right now, this is the highest played Assassin's Creed game that's ever been released. It's actually thirty thirty three percent higher than Origins. I don't know what does that say. mean? I mean, this is I, like how many hours are being played no, on like it? No, like people. I mean, people. Oh, play. oh player base. Yeah, player base. Has bought it base. and turned it on and played probably. Yes, right? but there's no multiplayer. Right. Do you still have to avenge people? Uh, I actually haven't noticed that. I I always felt like that was a bit of a distraction. It was it was interesting because you'd be like, <laughs> "Hey, um, you know, um, someone's so died over here." Honkers four twenty. Uh, died, and you need to go avenge him, and you go fight the people that killed him. I guess yeah, it was interesting, but it was it, it never really flowed appropriately. It was always like an interruption, right? And and honkers kept dying all the time. It was terrible at this game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all. That's all. I'll talk about those games so far. So I'll talk about more about those later. Now, Rob, tell us about yeah. your game. Sure. So. I've uh I'm trying to get my way through this. It's a great game and it is um consuming all of my time and my attention. Uh Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um I think I spoke about it a little bit earlier saying it was a must buy pre-order for me and then it turns out no one else did. Um <laughs> no one else. I don't see anyone streaming it. I don't see any uh hype around it and I thought, "Oh man, I must have really made a mistake." Um you know, there's no hype around this game. Uh, I clearly I made it, you know, a, a bad decision on my uh, pre-order. Um, but in reality, it's got what you expect from a Tomb Raider game, at least the new ones uh, since uh, 2012. Uh, high production values, top of line. You know, great music, um, outstanding art, um, incredibly varied uh, locations and locales, uh, great voice acting. Um, it's got tried and true gameplay. So if you enjoyed the previous ones, you know, this is, it's going to give you everything you were looking at before, and you're going to be able to, um, feel very familiar when you go into a, a dungeon or almost like by instinct, you know, you're like sliding down a cliffside and you're like, Oh, what am I supposed to do? Once I get to the bottom of this, it's going to feel very natural about, you know, jumping off and lodging into the craggy rock and, you know, scaling the mountain. Um, I like that. It, yeah, so it definitely sticks to the Tomb Raider formula, and it's important because it feels like it doesn't. You didn't miss a beat, right? So if you did play Rise of the Tomb Raider and you really like that one, you know you're coming right back into it. It's a lot of the same feel. In fact, it feels like no time has passed between the two. Hmm. With that said, though, there is kind of a caveat. It's not terribly innovative. There are some new things that are on top of this, but for the most part, it's the same game. Uh, that you played before in right. terms of the 
mechanics. Um, and sadly, even some of the storyline, you, you come across a forgotten group of people and you become their champion and kind of bring them through to the next, you know, uh, era that they need to go into isn't, against the big bad. Isn't the enemy always the same in the Tomb Raider? The enemy has always been Trinity. Um, so Trinity from the matrix is as a corporation <laughs> and, and it's, um, you know, it's been uh, stealing artifacts and everything. You never see her, but you always see this corporation. Um, she's got a lot so of money. yeah, it's, yeah, she's got tons of money. Stupid rich. Um, I think I think you hit it on the on the nose though. Like you wouldn't be you wouldn't be terribly like you, you pre-ordered it. You made a mistake, but like let's say you know Black Friday comes around thirty bucks, right? It wouldn't be mm-hmm. a bad wouldn't be a bad pickup at all. Specific, yeah. Specifically for someone that's played Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I thought was amazing, by the way. Sure. So. Well, I'm going to even say this is a borderline great game. Uh, okay. I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah. And I mean, that's right beneath like the threshold for great. Not that this game, I, I feel like if this game came out instead of Rise, we'd all be like praising it for being such a fun game and such Good an point. amazing. Um, yeah, but it's the fact that it's more of the same means, OK, it's for the fans. You know what you're getting into. If you didn't love the originals then you're not going to love this one because it's just there's nothing different about it. But if you like those, it's it's more the same. You're going to be satisfied with it. Um, some of the combat's been refined. Some of the uh, crafting is a little bit smoother. Um, you know, overall, it's still a very good game. So are we, I'm, are we still talking about Assassin's Creed? Because all that stuff kind of applies. <laughs> well, exactly. Um you know they uh they they took some time and I, i'll be honest with you the main difference between this and assassin's creed is they took it in a totally different location so you might have played the rise of the tomb raider in kind of a like more of a desert uh kind of locale whereas this one is in a very lush jungle in the uh in peru and they have nailed the feel of it in terms of uh, going around and uh navigating through a dense jungle that's cool the yeah, one thing that makes Creed me... is kind of just 100 okay. miles away from the previous one <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it's right across the water right yeah you just kind of open so, the map and it's like oh we were just over just a couple yeah. hundred hundred miles like that way. still have missions to do over there. <laughs> cool so with yeah. with all that said um there is a part that made me feel a little bad and i'll share that oh so there is a crafting element in uh in tomb raider where you have to improve your improve your weapons by getting raw materials. You need oil and yeah. metal and leather. And leather is 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 found by uh hunting for animals. So in previous games you would hunt like a goat or like something like kind of or a bear, right? So in this one, howler monkeys are no. one of the no. <laughs> or one of the animals you can find you can find pita when you need them no. <laughs> and no the funny thing is howler monkeys don't like run away when one of them dies so there'll be 10 of them sitting on a branch and you can just keep kicking them <laughs> off one by one and oh, they just keep no. falling into the ground like <laughs> lifelessly in front of you and the ones next to them don't even like think about it it's like oh yeah this this uh got a little more room it's more comfortable on this branch now <laughs> boom leather and yes yeah, so that is how you get your leather if you're looking for just 
if you've played the game early on, you'll come across a bunch of Heller monkeys. Uh, go ahead and favorite that on your map. Because <laughs> anytime you run out of leather and you need more, just come back and kill whatever Heller monkeys replace the ones. Pro that tip. Were there. Pro tips from Rob. Pro, Pro tip. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Games are of friends. the week. <laughs> I, I oh, refuse to friends. do the Metacritic. Uh, material. I like that yeah. ninja. I like that. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll, no, I'll, they're definitely crafting material. <laughs> they're definitely crafting for games, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we talked about a couple of games and we do game scores of the week to give you perspective on what's been released and uh, what their scores look like. So mm-hmm. uh, now Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I know Brandon said he's going to give a in, more in-depth review later down the road, but from from all perspective of Xbox, PC, PS4, we're given some pretty interesting, um, pretty some, high, yeah, pretty right? pretty high, but also PS4 is a little odd. So Xbox, eighty-seven, really high, great game. Mm-hmm. That's a great game. PC, ninety, yeah. that's a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, PS4, eighty-three. This is weird to me. This is is a little weird. Why would it drop it, so many points for a PS? Usually, Assassin's Creed in in the past has always been marketed as the as you know the play on the PlayStation as a game that you know home to the playstation but it's got a lower score right mm-hmm. i like to get a perspective on like who's playing on xbox i mean obviously and then who's playing on ps4 and why it's worse but uh, moving on forza horizon 4 now that's a very high score of 92 yeah it's actually our weak leader in terms of high yeah. scores highest uh, combined across pc and xbox probably the highest in a while yeah right. it, and i really enjoyed forza horizon 3 and for anyone that doesn't, you know, if you don't know this, um, if you have that Xbox Game Pass, uh, you already have it. You already have this game. Go ahead and go download it and play it on either Xbox or on PC. It's, for some, uh, for some reason, if you're playing Sea of Thieves and you're like, I really yeah. want to race a car, you can. <laughs> yes. Go from ship to car. I've been seeing a lot of uh, just screenshots in, in our community Discord, people playing it, and it looks fantastic they're always very beautiful games i thought it was just like an actual picture at one point i was just like there's a picture of a castle in the car in front of it it's like oh that's just a picture and actually it's actually a game so pretty unfortunately they don't have the warthog from halo that i rolled around in last time (laughs) (laughs) give it time yeah Yeah, eventually but horizon games have always been top notch yeah Mm -hmm. they're the more open world version Mm -hmm. of yeah, off-road, street racing, um, kind of challenges kind of aspect. I don't know that there's much in the way of, uh, I don't know, versus modes. Mm-hmm. But definitely you can try to beat people's times and, and whatnot. Nice. So looking to racing, there you go. Uh, Super Mario Party, you gave a, a score. Did you, so you didn't get a score. You, you said you were going to give more oh, of it in depth. Yeah, so 77. I mean, that's not that. That's not bad. Like, it's not bad. It's kind of low. With, Pretty it's kind of low for for yeah for a first party Nintendo game, mm-hmm. especially a Super Mario Party. But um, I would I mean, think they're going to add on to like maybe like free DLC and stuff to make it improve it. Mm-hmm. Let's hope so. You it know, the last one pattern lately. Yeah, the last Mario Party was not great. It was okay. It was it was fun enough, but it wasn't the. They really haven't been good since uh, maybe Five? maybe the Wii. Something yeah. like that. Probably yeah, the yeah. last one. The, was it nine or something? Yeah, I think so. The last one before the cart system came out was mm-hmm. probably the best one they've ever released. Sure. And we're changing genres again. So Mega Man 11 came out 
on all platforms uh, except PC, sorry, as Xbox, PS4, Switch, Xbox 77, PS4, 82, and Switch 80. So who's this for? I mean, this is like for people that are like speedrunners, I would assume. I guess. I don't know. I think uh, it's all 8-bit, right? The big Mega Man fan out there who just got to have the next bit of the story. I mean, it's 11. It's the next part of like it, all the X's series are done. So they made actually another one. So um, as, from, as from what I heard, they they brought it back to the like the original like formula. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the scores show it. The scores are pretty good. Right. Pretty so, decent. yeah. And uh, so Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Anyone hear about this game? Like this game? Want to play I'm, this not a, game? I'm not a big uh, I'm not big into the Mortal Kombat style of fighting, so yeah, that's what. But this if is. you love DBZ, I'm sure you'll love all the characters in it and just yeah. go crazy. If you so. like the show, this is the show in a fighting game, right? Which I mean, they've which they've done and done and done yeah. again. <laughs> but it seems well, like it's not, it's not Xenoverse. This. Yeah, this no, is. But like they've had Dragon Ball in general has had a a lot of fighting games that are just like it's the show in the fighting game format they've done right. it a million times but he, but the score is set as it all because 88 is really high it's really high yeah that's, that's good. For, for fighting game fans and dragon ball z or dragon ball z fans i mean it seems like you're getting what they want there just to be clear there are no negative reviews for this on the switch or that's even awesome. uh, mixed every single review is positive and it's right now the number 10 best Switch game of 2018. Ooh, number 10. Wow. It's not bad. There's been a lot of games come out. So, yeah. But, but, but I also put in perspective is like, what other. You play up to six what, people. What other fighting games out there like have been really captured my eyes since, I don't know, like uh, Mortal Kombat? Like, I don't Be know. Careful with what you Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom <laughs> Ultimate is terrible, right? The, fight, the fighting Infinite's genre great. is very tight. Yeah, yeah Infinite's yeah, yeah. really good, by the way. Infinite's good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I keep hearing terrible things about it. But, okay. <laughs> From um, liars. Okay, Astro- Astrobot Rescue Mission VR, I don't know. Anyone want to talk, talk about that one? Yeah, I'll talk about it. Hold on, let me find it. our... <laughs> no, don't th- don't Google the summary. But PS4. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a PS4 VR mission. Uh, I'm on I'm on like the VR P- PlayStation VR Reddit, and people are like really into this game right now. They're, it's like what what they're saying is probably their most favorite VR experience. PS4 only on PS4, right? Right on the PS4. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I, I wish they were. I kind of wish it was on like Vive and Oculus. Because I kind of want to hear about it more. Yeah, Ast- the Astro Bot is kind of like the what I would consider the mascot for the PlayStation VR oh, stuff. Okay, gotcha. So, right. Yeah. All right, that's a lot of gaming stuff we went through. A lot of games. Yeah, so we're, sure. in, we're in the what I would consider gaming season, where all the big releases are coming out. Yeah, that's probably pretty fair to say. Yep. So, want to yeah. transition to movies yep. and TV? Transitioning away from gaming. I don't know. We've already. It's gonna be a long one this week. We'll just go ahead and put that out there. We still got a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some news about the uh, the Star Wars live action show that's going to be on the Disney streaming service. It's going to be called Star Wars: The Mandalorian, and it's going to be following a bounty hunter, not Boba Fett, uh, after Episode Six in the Outer Rim. Between Episode Six, Episode Seven, out and it's called Out of the Reaches of the New Republic. Uh, there was a couple of steals that came out. Um, looks like you're classic uh 
Django or Baba bounty hunter look kind of get up, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see what it's about. Yeah, well, that's a that's a period of time that's very underserved right now. I mean, it's still pretty new, mm-hmm. but going from uh, Return of the Jedi into um, you know Episode Seven, there's not a whole lot of news, or there's right. not a whole lot of uh, filling in. We know there was the Battle of Jakku, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw Ray come out of uh, come out of there, but really that whole thirty year gap is kind of an unknown, other right. than a few asides that have been said about Han Solo and <clears throat> and even what I mean, Luke Skywalker was hiding away on an island the whole time. We had a couple, I think, a couple of books that's covered a little bit of stuff in between there, a couple of uh, comics, and I, and of course the single player mission from the Battlefront Two mm-hmm. was in that period, but. Yeah, there's not there's that's kind of a not a you know it's not really covered much as the other periods of time like we got a lot we have a lot of stuff between three and four, but uh you know but why so should why should people care about what the Mandalorian is? What is the Mandalorian? That's, you know, that's that's sort of like really the reason why yeah uh, any good any knowledgeable Star Wars fan would know what a man, the Mandalorians are. Hmm. So. Yeah, I mean that's all, that's all you give them. That's whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna. That's too much, villainy. Right? That's their. That's yeah. who they're affiliated I with. I can't talk that, too much about it. That's a little underserved, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, and and truthfully, the only time we've ever seen you know Mandalorians or bounty hunters on screen was Django there in Episode Two, and then Boba Fett in Episode Six, and that's all we've ever seen on screen. So that's true. Yeah, they 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 would do well to d- dig in a little bit into the expanded universe part and and really dig into the scum and villainy because that covers so much of the interesting parts of Star Wars because that's really the flavor that keeps giving back. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just rebellion, which is kind of annoying, and <laughs> First Order, which. I don't know. They're kind of like you laugh at them a little bit, you know, general the, the edgy teens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel you on that one. But I'm excited for it. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um I was never too big into these, but uh Netflix is actually developing the Chronicles of Narnia films and T V series. No, they already came out with a couple of films in like the early two thousands, right? And they're doing it again. Hmm. Um that there is, you know, if you've ever read any of the Chronicles of Narnia, there's quite a bit of them. Yeah, they're uh, they're actually a very formative fantasy series, um, written around the same time as the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. and actually the the two uh, writers were known to uh, talk to each other. Tolkien and uh, C.S. Lewis were mm-hmm. known to collaborate and talk about their, you know, the fantasy worlds that they were creating. So. I wouldn't say it's as gritty as Lord of the Rings, um, yeah. but it's certainly well, as it shouldn't be. No, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of more kid focused. Uh, you know, and I feel that might be a little underserved to say that. Yeah, probably it's a little closer to the young adult side, but it's not. I wouldn't. Totally I wouldn't say put it there. like yeah, I wouldn't totally put there either. But it is, I think, more young, young adults, than... different theme. Uh, yeah, definitely a different of, theme of, of hope and like. You know, fan, more fantasy like, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. There's a lot, there's of, a lot of Christian and, elements in it too, right? So. Definitely some Christian elements. Obviously, the you know the sacrifice and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it's a good series. I grew up on it. I, I remember watching the HBO animated version of it. 
and absolutely loving it. So uh, I would like to see them do it right and not totally make it Disney-fied. Yeah. Right. And uh, jumping in a little bit of the the Marvel section of the show, uh, they've come out and said that they're going to use James Goon's version of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. So maybe, I guess everybody's still on board for it. I think it's still technically on hold. Yes, the, so, they'll eventually bring him back. It's it's just a matter yeah. of time. He, you know, I'm just gonna throw you know Rob prediction out there. He, what he did was, or what this he is said Rob was, prediction. yeah, Rob prediction. <laughs> uh, what he said was obviously horrendous and terrible. But so ten years ago, yeah, it's ten years ago. He didn't do any of it. There was a time where it was like cool to be kind of shocking. Edgy. And I think that's where he was at, you know, especially being a, you know, a film director like he was working on, you know, like trauma pictures, which are known to be very reverent and, you know, no holds barred, you know, do whatever you like. And, and the culture's definitely changed since then. In yeah. In terms of what's like what you can and can't talk about. Exactly. So I'm I'm on the crowd that says, hey, look, people can change in 10 mm -hmm. years. People can come around and be better people than they were. Um, I could see him coming back and directing this thing. The, it's, the, it's a little too hot right now. Yeah. You know, give it a year or two. Hey, good news, everybody. James Gunn's coming back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's good stuff. So that's my prediction. Rob's prediction. Yes. Um, Chris Evans wrapped filming on the Avengers 4. And uh, he had this, I think it was an Instagram post or maybe a Twitter post. I don't know. I'm not big into social media. But it was pretty much looked like a big goodbye. He thanked everybody for all the hard, you know, all the years of hard work and how he's going to miss working with them and everything. But uh, his contract, after this movie, his contract is over. And I don't think that, you know, ever's come out said he's extended his contract. So it's looking like Chris Evans is waving goodbye to the role of Captain America. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's not a surprise. A lot of people thought he was gonna die in the last movie. Yeah, he may die in this one. Yeah, but there was some uh, some spoiler-ish kind of things that people were so, talking about. Yeah, I think it was uh, the was it the Late Show or maybe the Night Show. One of those mm -hmm. one of those one of those late shows that come on uh, after I'm well asleep. Um, but Mark Ruffalo was on there, and uh, he uh, accidentally. Or quote unquote accidentally, or it's Mark Ruffalo. You know how he is, but uh, he said the the title of the next Avengers movie. Um, they actually blurred his mouth and bleeped out what he said when it went live. Um, but people actually uh, went back, took the I don't know, took the bleep off and covered his mouth. And apparently, he said the the title for the Avengers movies is the Last Avenger, mm -hmm. which. Uh, which actually ties back to the first Captain America movie being called The First Avenger. Yes. So, you know, that kind of coincides a little bit with Chris Evans stuff. Yeah, but, I'm going to uh, call it a red herring, though. Yeah. There yeah. was some uh, speculation that the name of the movie was actually going to be uh, Avengers uh, Annihilation. That's a good thing. And, well, Annihilation is a pretty important comic series in the uh, Marvel Universe. Uh, where there's an invasion of kind of space locusts mm -hmm. uh, from the negative zone this, yeah. uh, by the big bad called Annihilus. And 
if that were to come true, it could be pretty cool. It would also give a lot of reasons why you might have the Guardians of the Galaxy involved because they were they were a big part of that series. Um, even if they don't make it this time for four, I would like to see it still happen. I got a feeling that you're going to see uh, Thanos uh, not be very central in Avengers four. Now I'm going to look so. like an idiot in a couple couple months when that turns out to not be the case, but his story is kind of told. Avengers four is supposed to be the uh, you know um, you know part two of the movie we just saw. Sure. So. I'm kind of leaning on more. It's probably going to be more Thanos focused, and maybe towards the end it leaves open for the next build up for the adventure series. Well, from his from the series that you know he was in in the comics and everything, outside of the weird revenge plot or even the uh, Adam Warlock stuff, mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of done, right? In terms of where they left off with Infinity War, so they'll have to go on to the next phase of his story. And I don't really know what that would be. I mean, it can't just be a three-hour-long fight with him and the rest of the, half the Avengers, right? Right. That's a good point. Like that'd be kind of boring, right? I feel like I, they're going to go into another phase of something. Right. We'll see. This is the end of Phase Three and the beginning of Phase Four. Right. Of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so uh, it is meant to come to an end uh, mm-hmm. here. Hence why they think uh, Chris Evans is not going to be back. And Robert Downey and everyone else. And according, and also uh, over because of what Mark, Mark Ruffalo said, he was quote-unquote fired over Twitter. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. probably, the Russo brothers fired him over Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Probably more of a joking thing, but we'll see. Sure. It could be true. Who knows? Yes. He's, he's, he's done this before. <laughs> yes, uh, he wasn't really fired. Uh, it was right. uh, the, the directors of the movie just said, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh kind of marvel stuff i mean technically it is a marvel movie i guess not mm. mcu of course but uh venom i went and watched it so you don't have to <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so uh i just want to say uh this movie had a lot of potential it could have been i personally think this movie could have been good if spider-man was there mm. um my bi- I think my biggest complaint overall is that in the the last fight, the big fight, uh, what everything's been leading up to, uh, the camera cuts. I think less than a second for each frame. Like you just cuts, 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 cuts. So you really don't know who's doing what, who's hitting who, who's winning, who's losing. It's just it happens. Everything happens so incredibly fast. You're like, what? What is going on? That's hilarious. Um, there, there's a Liam Neeson scene in one of the uh, ta- in the Taken movies where he like just jumps over a fence, and there's like seventy camera cuts of him like jumping over it. <laughs> like it just like cuts like from one to the next. It takes him like a minute and a half to jump over this thing because of how many different cuts there are, and it's so yeah. it means and nothing because he's just jumping over a fence. And this is kind of the opposite of that. This is like. A, like they throw a punch and they they just cut now someone's kicking cut now someone's falling backwards cut it's so it's too fast mm. um uh it's also i think it was rated pg uh i think it should have been rated r or pg-13 i think it should have been rated r it could have done more with rated r i think that the deadpool movies and logan have proved that r is uh yeah well this know, is sony not fox movie. i mean this, this sony's all they got to lean on was the original spider-man movies that's all they got you know venom is more i think is an an edgy character and in this movie 
they kind of make Venom out to be Deadpool. Like there's a he's he's kind of the source of humor throughout the movie, mm. and uh, it's it's all wasted because it's kind of shoehorned. I personally think it's shoehorned into that PG thirteen rating. Ooh, can we get a spoiler? Can you tell us whether or not the character named Sin Eater shows up? It does not. Mm, okay. Um, so that that's uh, from the Mar- <laughs> from the Venom uh, origin story, uh, where Venom or Eddie Brock was a um, news reporter covering the serial killer named Sin Eater, and oh, they thought, okay, oh, okay. because this might so, be a little. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, he is uh, the post credit scene. Oh, okay. So I guess he was then, huh? But he's also Carnage. Uh, that's Cletus Cassidy. So no. They're they're mixing they're mixing up the timelines. It doesn't really matter, right? Because they're not going to make any more, right? Hopefully, after this, Uh, Uh, Tom Hardy is signed to three movies. Oh my goodness! I will say, I would have to say, Tom Hardy does really good in this role. I think he's perfect for the role of Eddie Brock. Okay, Um, he's the only thing I think it saves it from getting a lower view. I'm about to say better than I can't remember the other guy's name, but from the (laughs) '70s show. Yeah, yeah, that guy. A lot better than that guy. Um, Mm. But yeah. uh, I didn't know who the big the big bad guy is. Uh, Riot is his name. Never heard of him. Oh yeah, movie. okay, yeah. Riot's a symbiote um, variant. Yeah, he, he's like babies. a kid. His he's like a kid of Venom suit. Hmm. This movie is packed full of symbiotes. In this, uh, they say that they they say symbiote and symbiotion so many times in this movie. I never want to hear symbiotion. it again. Symbiotion. Oh, <laughs> however they say it, but they say it a lot. I think Rob's gone. No, nah, that's fine. Disconnected. That's fine. But um, overall, I think I want to give this a 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very... Uh. So, if not you want to watch not it... Not even worth a red box, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I would say, if you know, if you got an afternoon to kill... Yeah, okay. Like, oh, I might as well watch it. Because yeah. they're probably going to make a second one anyway. Gotcha. Um, All right. But apparently critics critics are hitting on this um, a lot. But apparently the general audience love it. It's kind of the whole... Um, I forget what recent movie. that was sort of the same thing. But you know, people in the movie, the theater I was watching, they loved it. They thought it was great. And I'm up there like, meh. Ugh, ugh. So you might think uh, it's like the people that have no idea with the Marvel universe, and they're just like, okay, I enjoy whatever his actions going on, or they so. could just be diehard Venom fans, and they like okay, that's that's um, too. All right, yeah, but how about a good movie? A good movie? I haven't actually watched a good movie. There's a show I want to talk about. Oh, sure. I kind of want yeah, sure. to talk about the show with Rob, and Rob's not here, so oh no, Rob. Yeah, may have to hold cool. off on this one. Yeah, we'll hold off on that one. And we're kind of already. Ten minutes over time. Rob's not here to talk about his comic. Oh wait, he could be coming back. Could be coming back. That's fine. You can you can move on to maybe. Uh... Uh, I'll talk about it, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. he'll come back. A, wow, really screwed up the uh, the stream. I just noticed. Oh, he's but good. Anyway. He's good now. Um, so there's a there's a new show. It's, it's called a limited series. So I'm not sure if it's on there for a short amount of time or if it's a long run show. Rob's back now. Yes. Welcome back, man. But it's called Maniac. Maniac. I was um, going off so hard on Venom, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it turns out I'm not there. And I was, why are you guys talking over me? I've got so much to say about this. But 
Sony stepped in. It's yeah. Okay. So Maniac, it's uh, so it was Emma Stone and uh, uh, Jonah Hill, and uh, yeah, it's a really odd setting. It's uh, it's kind of set in modern times, but mm-hmm. everything is it's still got the '80s and '90s technology. Like they're still payphones. They have the really big, you know, big computers and Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it's really it's really Ooh, yeah. odd, but it's it's cool. It's got the outrun, the cyberpunk feel. Yeah, I'm um, I'm uh, just a few minutes in. I feel like I need to give it the appropriate amount of time and like oh, a lot of respect do. to watch it because I started watching it with like on in the background. I'm like, oh wait a minute, what's going on? Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I got I got to <laughs> stop. I got I got to come back to this one. I can like give it my give it its deserved yeah. attention. It's, it feels a lot like Blade Runner. I think like his apartment. One of the, they show his apartment and his apartment's like almost like wow, this is like the Blade Runner story story going on. Mm-hmm. But um. Uh, yeah, I started watching it. The first episode's kind of weird, kind of odd, and you're like, "What is really going on here?" But uh, as soon as you start watching the next one, you get caught into it, and I had I just binged the whole thing. I wow. couldn't stop watching it. Nice. It was great. Um, but cool. yeah, it's it is odd. You do need to pay attention. It's a little bit trippy. So if you're into the kind of psychedelic stuff, stay out of that while watching this. And uh, I would say I give it a nine out of ten. It's probably one of the best things on Netflix. Nine out of ten. Wow, yeah. that's high praise. I'm going to I'm going to pick it up on your recommendation. Uh, like I said, it's been on my uh list kind of floating around like I need to watch it, but I haven't really uh focused on it. So, yeah, I'll be checking it out. Yeah, check it out, guys. It, it's a limited run. It's limited series. I don't know if that's on means it's going to be there for a short amount of time. Uh, but I definitely don't think there's going to be a follow-up to it. But uh, it is a good good one-off. It feels like a really long movie. You know, mm-hmm. last time he said this was Cobra Kai, and I binged that thing. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> I think we might have to, Rob. I think we might have to. I've seen yeah. Cobra Kai twice now, and that was yeah. so good. <laughs> so good. Right. Cool. Awesome. That's kind of it for me. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's comics so, time. Rob's Comic Corner. Corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, and as we always do, hopefully, uh, you guys are ready for a little bit of racism with your comics. Wait. Oh, yes. Perfect. <laughs> There's an active discussion on Twitter right now uh, in which I say they have lost their mind uh, regarding Halloween costumes and Black Panther costumes for kids. Oh, no. Where apparently it's not okay for, um, or at least there's some there's some people that believe, hey, if your kid, uh, you know, is not black, then they should not wear a Black Panther costume. Um, so to me, I'm going to bring this up as a point of uh dialogue for everyone, uh, not to get too deep, but just saying like, wouldn't that be so amazing if like a bunch of white kids favorite hero is black Panther, like how awesome that is. Right. Yeah. And why shouldn't they be allowed to wear that costume? So I'm not going to (laughs) go too crazy with it. I'm just going to say, look, if you're an adult, let kids be kids. Yeah, let the kids be kids. They can wear whatever they want. Don't shave your head and try to be a Dora Malahe because that would be kind of rough. Um, but yeah, the kids uh, should be able to be whoever they want to be. It's a superhero, man. Come it's on. It's a superhero indeed. But apparently it is a war raging on Twitter right now. Uh, feel free to ignore it like I have. Uh, somehow it got up in my news feed and I felt like I want to go ahead and bring it up just to uh, put it out there. Right. Right. Sad. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's sad. Adults it's are arguing over what the kids will get to dress on Halloween. Please mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Please. All right. Stop. I'll be honest stop. with you. I would like to see more kids dressed up as Blade. Hey. Oh, Just running around. <laughs> Killing vampires. That'd be oh, fantastic. No. Uh, oh man. All right. <laughs> tell me something good. <laughs> tell you something good. Tell me something I did good. tell you something good. We're on the side of good here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are. But uh, now I'm gonna do a comic review, which hasn't happened for about a month now, actually. Um, wow. the last review I did was on a podcast. Um and I was out obviously last week. So coming back at it, um, one that I've been reading while I've been kind of out and, and you know under the weather. Uh, was Thor, God of Thunder, Volume 1, The God Butcher. That's a long title. <laughs> that is a long title. Um, but hopefully my first two comments here will make it uh, more palatable. So metal, much metal. It's so metal. There's so much metal. Yes. If Thor was an album cover of a 70s rock album. Yes it would be this comic series um gore (laughs) the god butcher kills so many gods his goal is to kill every god and he seems to be doing a pretty good job of it because he is able to actually kill most of them i mean he's got the title so uh yeah he kind of gave himself that name though so i could call myself that too um but yeah that is the he's pretty hardcore with it and uh, he's one of the best, like big bads I've come across in my comic reading um, history. Uh, he is a perfect um, foil uh, for Thor because he is as strong as Thor, and for everything Thor believes in, you know, Gore is completely on the opposite side and able to. Uh, um, he's he's pretty hardcore. Um, so they actually have three Thors that have to come together to be able to fight him. So there's the Thor of the past, which is his young, like Viking, like raiding or, you know, raiding ravering days. There's the current Thor, which you could think of as, you know, Chris Hemsworth of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The the current Thor was the, the female Thor. Nope. Nope. Uh, present Thor. This is actually, uh, this predates a little bit. So this is, um, actually from 2015. Uh, so it's a little bit before, but it's a very important series. And, I picked it up and just read through it all, and I wanted to come back and talk about it. I could actually talk about volumes two, three, four, and five uh, coming up too, but uh, we'll just talk about one for now. Um, and then there's, of course, there's future Thor um, after Thor has become the All Father, uh, replacing Odin after he has passed away. And actually, at the end of the universe, the three Thors come together to fight Gore, the uh, God Butcher, and uh, finally uh, smite him. So it's. Got so much metal. And Rob's gone again. No, everybody's gone. I may be gone. Oh, this is the worst. He was he was trying to he was trying to personify the metal. He's just trying to he's trying to yell into the mic here. See this picture is like, yeah. You know, but he is score? Oh no. Well, Anyway, from this side of the recording, if you guys are still out there, um, Rob gave that comic book an 8 out of 10. And uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. So if uh, if you enjoyed 
us today. Give us a like, subscribe, follow, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Check out the Pixel Pub Gaming website. Um, we got merchandise. Check out the t-shirts. Check out all the different stuff. We play WoW, Destiny, just about everything. But um, So from Rob and Andrew and myself, see you guys later.